Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Jessica gave me candy earlier. <laughs> God damn, you sound like a bunch of tittering little girls. <laughs> my mother would say, no, you girls stop that tittering. <laughs> oh, I feel so pleased to be back. I feel fortunate to have returned from vacation safely. Same. Both of us, Jessica is filling in for Nicole, whose grandmother is very ill, which is why she's been a bit absent lately. But Jessica makes an awesome book girl. Yeah. We had she, a good loves, she loves hanging out with us. <laughs> At least that's what she tells us anyway. But we know how she talks about other people. So <laughs> Maybe it just gives her new material to talk about with other people. Uh-huh. You like, should oh see God. those two. They're terrible. <laughs> no. They're crazy old ladies. I don't have friends. I have books. <laughs> These are my sisters in books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we all went out to dinner together. We went to the local Greek restaurant, which we love Zorba's. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And uh, on the way back, we decided to stop at Half Price Books. Which we do a lot of on course. our way. We love, <laughs> we love to go hang out over there. So we, we had a look at Half Price Books. And then we're driving down 63rd Street and I look over and there's this dude standing there in what <laughs> looks like a skirt. <laughs> and I say, hey guys, look at that dude. He looks like he's wearing a skirt. I'm pretty sure it was They're a like, no, cloth. maybe it's a kilt. I said, it's not a kilt. It looks a bit like a tablecloth. <laughs> Tied in a knot. <laughs> really did. Maybe, now, not that I have anything against men wearing skirts. Maybe his towels were dirty. The only issue I had was he was like Captain Morgan on the <laughs> sidewalk, and I was a little scared for the children. Like, I didn't know what we were about to see. I was just kind of hoping for a gust of wind. I was like, <laughs> come on, what do you got under this? Oh. <laughs> what, do, what do men wear under these shields? <laughs> The Captain Morgan. He did have the Captain Morgan stance, though. It was a little but somehow the flip flops didn't really. And he was wearing like a, just a regular t shirt. I mean, he wasn't particularly stylish. Plaid blue tablecloth. <laughs> it really did look like a tablecloth. <laughs> I think perhaps we should give him some fashion advice. Dude, if you're going to wear a tablecloth, at least put the leg up a little further so we can see what's under there. Maybe he was role-playing and he didn't have a kilt at home, so he just made do with what he had. <gasps> oh, like samurai. He was, I think he was of Asian descent. Could have been. Maybe he had him some samurai role-playing. Maybe his woman was in the house already waiting for him and his sword. Maybe. Because we don't know if it was a sword or not because it was not even a breeze. Oh, gosh. You guys missed me, didn't ya? Samurai swords, okay. Maybe a samurai roll of quarters. <laughs> One of these things not belong. <laughs> oh, we have way too much fun for our own good. <laughs> well, I know. I'm glad you two are back because you both were gone on vacation the same time, came back on the same day. 
Well, I guess our vacation time is the most awesomest. It was. Or maybe you guys went on vacation together and didn't invite me. Uh, uh, How'd you find out? Damn. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's got pictures of some dude in Colorado she was hanging out with. Yeah, that would be the I was in Minnesota with relatives, so... (laughs) She wished she was in Colorado hanging out with a dude. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I know you're happily married. Very. My Actually, I just had an anniversary. 27 years. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And I spent my... <laughs> what was really funny is that we were actually driving on the way there on our anniversary, which pretty much happens every year because we go up the same time every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to Omaha. We're going to stay the night there in this hotel and we see a Costco and he goes, oh, I've been to that Costco before. And I said, we've not been to that Costco. He said, well, you weren't with me. I said, what? Were you with your with with your other wife? He goes, no, my girlfriend. And I said, so this is probably not a good time to remind you that today's our anniversary. <laughs> he gets this look on his face like, oh. It was the best. When you've been married that long, you just take them when you can get them. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, the real the real story is, though, that I read a shitload of books on vacation. Which that should be no surprise to anyone who's ever heard this podcast ever. <laughs> That's a good point. Because <laughs> I always read a shitload of books. <laughs> but I can't possibly talk about all of them in one go. All right. So maybe we ought to just, uh, you guys are just going to have to read more so we can do the podcast more. I like daily I'm like, I have to sleep sometime. I oh, know. I'm just teasing. Okay. So how would, how would we like to begin this evening's festivities? Who wants to go first? Well, I can go first <laughs> if you like. I read a very creepy book and it was a random pick which i usually don't have very good luck at random picks at the library but this one's kind of sounded creepy and good so i decided to read it and it's called you by caroline kemps k-e-p-n-e-s kemps kemps and what it is is there's uh, a guy who owns a bookstore and he runs the bookstore and he sees this this um, lady come in about 23, 24, so young, and he's fascinated by her, and he fantasizes about her while she's looking at these books. So you're hearing a dialogue in his head? Yes. It's told, it's told from his point of view. Oh. And he, she checks out and uses a credit card, and he gets her name off of the credit card receipt. The guy does. And then proceeds to cyberstalk her, finds out where she lives, and then starts to actually stalk her, stalk her, go to her house and watch, watch her through the windows, which this girl is kind of shallow, not very, she didn't seem very bright to me. And she's... Um, okay, good. Because I was really relating to this character for a little bit. I'm like, I'm 22 and I go to a lot of bookstores. So I'm going to get... <laughs> now you see the guy behind the counter raising his eyebrows at you like... Like the guy in the Greek restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good thing you didn't pay by your credit card. That's a good point. <laughs> but if she's not bright, we're good. <laughs> but like, you know, like when she 
changes to go to bed or gets out of the shower and walks around naked. She doesn't even close her curtains. So, have you never seen like she's Criminal obviously Minds? never seen a horror movie in her life. Exactly. So she's very. She's not. Too, she's a dumbass. She's naive. That w- yeah. that would be a good because I don't think she's really stupid. Stupid. But she's just naive and she doesn't think about things through. Mm. Mm. So she doesn't think of consequences. But anyway, so he starts stalking her and actually like buys outfits specifically to stalk her. Like 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 what? Like a like a like a a cape? Like all well, black? No. <laughs> Super stalker man. <laughs> When you said outfit, I'm like, hmm, like superhero? Different outfits so that he blends in. Like, he buys, like, a track suit so that he could pretend like he's a runner. Oh. And, like, a, a Does regular... he buy a mustache? <laughs> he's a hat and or glasses to Okay, this is supposed to be scary. <laughs> okay, sorry. Whoops. Whoops. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. And, sorry. and then he... Um, after he watches her house for a while and learns her routine, he randomly calls the gas department and reports a gas leak. And so the gas company comes over to the house, you know, because somebody reported a gas leak and they have to check it out. And he told the gas company that he was her boyfriend and that she told him to wait there for the gas company to show up and they let him in the house. Yeah, so he. Cool, this is creeping me out. Just thinking about it. Right, he steals her phone, so that she left her phone there. Well, what kind I of think creep, she... What kind of woman leaves her phone in her apartment? I think she Especially actually. Someone who's like twenty three drops it like... when she's drunk. I think she drops it when she's drunk, and she's ashamed to tell her mom that she lost another phone, so she never has it turned off. She just gets a different phone. Uh... So, like, all of her emails and everything, everything's saved in this phone. So, then he has access to all of her, all of her emails, all of her responses, all of her drafts that she's written, everything. And he starts to stalk her more. And then he he follows her around. And eventually he does meet her. And, like, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but not too much. But, like, people who, like lie to her like he'll punish them and he makes it sound like in his mind because this is all from his perspective he's doing it and it's a good thing because it protects her from this person oh that is really creepy. and i mean he gets extremely creepy in this book i mean it's just oh my gosh you just can't believe the extent that he goes to and it's all believable that's the the creepiest I'm making the hair thing on the back of my neck stand up right now. Is yeah. that you could do this because she has kind of a unique name, so she's easy to find on the internet. Oh wow! So I mean, just all of this stuff. I mean, he even goes to the same psychologist as her, and pretends that he has OCD, so that he can get treated just because it's the same psychologist that's treating her. Dang, yeah. that's hardcore. So he's really obsessed. Right, very, very much so, which I can't tell you how it ends. Please don't. But I will say that I was a little bit surprised by the ending Mm -hmm. and a little bit not. It wasn't just kind of, it wasn't a cliffhanger, 
but it wasn't like this big dramatic finish. Right. It kind of led up and the ending was <clears throat> dramatic, but it didn't have a very dramatic ending. Mm. So maybe it should have ended sooner or just differently? Well, I mean, they just... I hate it when they just keep on a-going just because... Well, they didn't keep on going, but it didn't really... It, everything didn't wrap up in a neat little bow. Let's just say that. Lots Sometimes that's good. I kind of like that. So maybe she might have done it so that she could continue the novel, so she could write a second one. Yeah. Could be. About the stalker guy or about the... Well, obviously, she doesn't get killed then. Well, I can't tell you what happens at the end, but I'm just saying that just it's fishing. just doing a little fishing that it's left open so that it could be continued mm. if she wanted to continue it in some fashion. Wow. But also a side note, this is not for uh, young adults. It's very crass and very rude and has some very sexual parts in it. Uh-huh. Not too terrible. Is it rapey? It's not, yeah, is it no, rapey? it's not rapey. <laughs> I love that word, by the way. I'm using that all the time Does it now. get really rapey? <laughs> yeah. No, it's not rapey, but I mean, he has sexual fantasies about this girl, and it's told from his oh, viewpoint. So, so it's so a lot it's, of detail. It's not too detailed, but was it's this written by? It was written by a woman? It was written by a woman. Hmm. hmm. But, I mean, it wasn't anything that like offended me necessarily but, but it's pretty hard to offend you that's very true. <laughs> i think it's pretty hard to offend all three of us oh, pretty much knowing some of the books that we've read but i'm just saying that if you're easily offended i would not suggest this book but it definitely was was a good book i mean it was one that i now read. you see what happens when you go outside of your comfort zone and pick something random aren't you pleased i know and i did it at the metropolitan Library. Did I ever tell you about the story about the Metropolitan Library on the Overdrive app? Mm-mm. She kept Martha kept telling me, "You need to get it. You need to get it." And I kept telling her, "No, I have Pioneer. It's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't want need it. it. I don't, I don't it. want it." That's she took do. my phone and put it on there for me. She's like, "I'm just putting it on there, just in case you ever need it." Because what she does is she she was she's already read through all the other books <laughs> in our library, mm-hmm. and then she goes, "I don't have anything to read," and there's so many good books that she doesn't have access to. So um, you overdrive. Know, pushy. That's what I have too. Mm-hmm. So I just pushed her right into it and gave her access. She she didn't just push me in. She took my phone away from me and put it on for me. I did. Hmm. And it worked. And she, it worked. And I'm she using it. So now book. I can't even say anything. <laughs> I can't even be mad about it. I'm a pushy old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely was a very creepy ass not book. I mean, Were you like looking over your shoulder and stuff? I was like. You're oh looking God. at the cashier in a different light. Actually, that happened to me one time at the grocery store. There was a, um, it was when I was, I was pretty young yet. I was probably, I don't know, maybe 18 or 19. It was back in the days when you used checks for everything Mm -hmm. and your phone number was on the check. Mm -hmm. Well, I specifically did not have my phone number on my check. Mm -hmm. I used the phone number for the radio station where I worked Mm -hmm. because, you know, I didn't, I I just didn't feel comfortable giving out my phone number. So I'd always put the, put my work address and work phone number on my checks. That was back when you could get away with that. Right. And this guy, I gave my groceries and he took the check and went, oh, cool. Now I have your phone number. Don't and say I was things like, like that. <laughs> like, why did you think that that was an okay thing to say? I don't uh, understand uh, why I, people I, say I, things. I don't know, but I'm telling you that it did freak me out. And yeah, 
And so I guess I was justified in not putting my home phone number on my check. Yeah. Have you ever I, had someone like write their number on the back of a like receipt when you've eaten dinner or something like that? And you're just like, I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> Next person can have that. <laughs> that is so funny. I had that happen to me, except it was a guy gave me his phone number at the car window at a McDonald's drive through one time. <laughs> Well, and hey, I called yeah. him. <laughs> How horrible is that? I told you I make bad choices. I mean, I only just talked to him on the phone, but still. Hey, baby, you look through the through the draft through. Like, hey, this is the McDonald's chick. <laughs> How do you play that up? You're rocking that visor, man. Fire tonight, aren't we, Would you Jessica? Like a McNugget. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <sighs> so let's do title and artist one more time of the creepy stalker book, which is not in any way <laughs> related to McDonald's. Of the drive-through McDonald's. <laughs> We're not affiliated with McDonald Incorporated <laughs> or their visors. <laughs> it was <laughs> Carolyn Kemp, K E P. N E S, and the book was called You Y O U. You, you. So creepy. It was very creepy. Like everything about this book just seems creepy. All right, Jessica, how about you go next? Okay, I read like on my way to and from Colorado. We listened to um, oh an audio book. My I've listened to three now. All right. The very first one was really hard to get through because it was just rough. The book was rough. It was rough trying to read. It was rough trying to but. The other two that we listened to on to and from Colorado were great. They're um, by David Baldacci. Oh. And they're the Amos Decker series. My husband likes those. They're very good. So uh, Amos Decker is a detective who had played for the Ohio State Buckeyes and played one game in the NFL. And they got hit really hard. Died twice on the field. And when died? He, yeah, they had to resuscitate him on the field. Ew. And when they came back, he had brain damage, and he was uh, diagnosed with hyperthymesia and synesthesia, which I don't think I said that right. But synesthesia is cool, though. Yeah. That, that's the one where you can see, uh, or music, you can see colors from it's music. Like your and... cognitive pathways meld. So, like, people oh, associate okay. colors with different things. Like, he sees certain numbers in different colors. Like, for him, fives are violet. And he sees, like, murders in blue. Like, it's all blue. Huh. It's really weird. And then he has the hyperthymesia, which is total recall. And so after that, he gets into this institution. And this is just, like, his background. It's not really part of the book. But he gets into this institution to learn about this stuff. And then that's where he meets his wife. And then they have his daughter. But the book opens with him coming home from patrol as a detective. And his brother-in-law has had his throat slashed in the kitchen floor. Dang, he comes home to that? Yeah. His wife is upstairs in bed with a bullet in her head, <gasps> and she's uh, mutilated in the uh, downstairs area. Oh. And then his nine-year-old daughter has been strangled and tied to the toilet with her bathrobe. Oh, and that's my how the book opens. God. And a year goes by. He quits being a detective, starts being a PI. Like His life just goes to crap. No leads. Totally cold. Whoa. A year goes by, a guy walks into the police station and confesses to the murders. Just like out of nowhere. 
And wow. on that same day, there's a mass shooting at Mansfield, which is the high school that he went to. And so he goes to see, and the guy definitely didn't do it. Like the guy, which guy? The, the guy, guy who come, came in and confessed didn't yeah. do it. Definitely didn't do it. Like he doesn't know so about it's a false some of the confession because so, right. he doesn't know the details. Right. And uh. so his old police chief like takes him in on the school shooting case when he comes in to meet this guy who's confessed these crimes. And so they go, and they end up. There's some clues, and it ends up that the ballistics between the school shooting and the shooting of his wife and children are the same. So they're. We're connected. And how many years is between this? A year. Oh, jeez. And so then it's like a bunch of different clues and it leads you back to different things. And the whole time the murderer is like leaving notes. Like, so they go back to his house where his family's been dead. And there's like a is big... Is he still li- no, he living live, there? No, he hasn't lived there. Oh. But no one's living there because it's like a really small town and everybody knows what happened. So oh. no one lives there. And so they go back in to like check everything again. There's like this big note written in red that's like a big tease to him. Uh, and it leads to all these different places and there's taunts everywhere and then so it's this big story about how they're trying to catch the killer and i love it like it was so good and i don't want to like give anything away because gonna say no spoilers i don't want to give anything away because because that actually that actually sounds like something i would read yeah and it's Mm -hmm. nothing that like i couldn't follow it like one of the reasons i don't read a lot of like crime drama like modern crime dramas is because i feel like they're predictable I've watched so much Criminal Minds, like I know what's going to happen. <laughs> but this one, I was just so confused the whole time. Anytime they got a lead, it was like a dead end or it was like misdirection and mm-hmm. totally confused. So you didn't know how it was going to end? Totally didn't. I love it when that happens. That's good. That is like the best feeling yeah. in the world. And you get all the way to the end of the book and you're like, whoa, I didn't see that coming And at all, all the taunts are like about how he's dissed this person is what it keeps saying. It's like, I've dissed, you've dissed me. When is this going to end, bro? Like, they basically wanted to kill himself. and oh, But he, he has perfect recall, and he can't think of anything that he would have said to someone that would have made them hate him that much to go, you know, kill his wife, his, family, his daughter. His, then go oh. kill, you know, six high school students, a principal, and a coach. Like, he can't think of anything that would make someone do that. So it's obviously someone who's a little off their rocker, but... <clears throat> yeah, so the clues indicate that they're connected, but he can't recall any reason why they would be connected. And he has total oh. recall. He hasn't missed right. anything. Hmm. And so that's the first book. And then the second book is also really good. It's called The Last Mile, and it's amazing, too. But but the first one was definitely the better of the two, you think? They were both really good. Is it like, the same main character, the same mm-hmm. detective? It's still Amos the- Decker. In the second book, um, the FBI agent who comes in and works the school shooting makes up a task force for cold cases and he pulls a Decker and uh, the reporter Jameson who helped solve this case mm-hmm. into the task force oh. and they end up going out on um, a guy was in prison for 20 years for murdering his parents and then some guy randomly walks in and confesses to it like minutes before the guy is like lethal injected whoa and he didn't kill his parents but neither did the guy who confessed so they're trying to figure that out and it's oh, all wow. crazy and I couldn't figure out where that one went either. So it was just, it was huh. awesome. It was really great. I was glad Sounds that good. It really mom. sounds like something Nicole would like. Yeah, it actually does. Nicole likes crime. She likes yes, the crime. Yes, she does. She loves Criminal Minds and all that kind of stuff too. Well, because it's like, it pulls in a bunch of different cases. Like all the cases that, like the main thing is not the main thing. It's always like a cover up for something else. It's a cover up for this other thing. That's this huge, massive conspiracy thing. And it's nuts. But it was awesome. Sweet. Sounds good. Mind blown. 
title and artist one more time? Um, Memory Man by David Baldacci and The Last Mile by the same author. Now I got to put some more books on my list. (laughs) They were great. (laughs) I was in love. My whole inbox is full of books right now, though, because I always I hate the idea of running out of reading material while I'm on vacation. (laughs) So I'll check out five, maybe six books Mm -hmm. in anticipation. And then like if I'm because there's no connectivity up in Minnesota where we go. So I can't really I mean, there's no nothing up there. That's how it was in some of the places we were at in Colorado. Like there was nothing. Yeah, it's the same way in Wyoming, too, especially if you have an AT&T phone. You're, oh, yeah. you're pretty much screwed. There is nothing. Unless you have Verizon, you got no service. <laughs> yeah, there so. was times that I had no service, but that's when my phone died. <laughs> just kidding. I just wanted to join in. Okay. Yeah, well, Colorado. you need to come up. You need to awesome come, vacation come up north. I, on va- I keep inviting her to come on vacation with me. You should go. And she but doesn't. this is the first year that you... Well, you always go two weeks at a time. I can't take two weeks off. Yeah, that's time. true. Her boss needs to give her more vacation time. Paid vacation time! Two weeks of paid vacation for Vani. Okay, well, this this current employer, I've only worked there for a few months, so <laughs> let's give it some time before I start scamming for some vacation. I love being part-time, because I like took off, and Didi was just like, so... When are you coming back again? Are you coming back? <laughs> I'll be back eventually. Yeah, our boss is actually pretty cool. Dee really pretty sweet. cool. Yeah, I like Dee Dee. All right, I suppose I can tell you what I read, huh? Yep, we are waiting on you. All right. Okay, so since we're going with the whole, I think this is sort of like our version of beach reads because this is what people like us read on the beach. Yeah, that's very true. This is kind of a beach ready kind of mm-hmm. episode. Murder yeah. mysteries and stalkers. Yeah. We're dark. Right. Because, you know, I did read, I was actually on the beach in at the lake in Minnesota, and I was reading book number four of the Dublin Murder Squad by, um, actually, that's kind of the nickname or whatever for it. Uh, Tana French is the author. I think that was in one of the lists, wasn't it? The Dublin Murder book? Yeah. Several of them have been mentioned. The likeness was particularly good. Okay. And I've always, I really like the writing style. I've liked everything I've read from her. Um, But this one in particular, I really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, Mainly because it was one of those where there were some, okay, it starts out where you're at this murder scene, okay, and Two little kids are upstairs and they're both dead. And then downstairs, there's obviously been a big struggle. The husband has been stabbed a bazillion times. And the wife has been stabbed a bazillion times, but she's still alive. Tough lady. Now, everything about the house is bizarre, too, because they, they're in this... It's in one of those neighborhoods that was built up in anticipation of it being really a big important uh, housing housing division and then it just never took off so half of it is abandoned and um, just not very well kept up because of it so these people there are holes in their walls like obviously holes that they have made or somebody has made in weird spots not like like punch marks or you know what people 
you know, when they're angry, like maybe... Mm-hmm. Hit inanimate objects. Ex- exactly, right. Mm. So there are really strange holes in the walls all over the place. And they're they, five or six baby monitors, um, all sorts of weird little surveillance devices. And then the trapdoor to their attic has a piece of like chicken wire or something. Not chicken wire, but wire. Wire mesh across the opening. But yet it's open to the attic. And then they get up there and they find this trap that's like uh, big enough to catch a badger or something bigger. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're looking all over and they can't really find any sign of anything. They can't find any droppings or any kind of um, opening where the, that's big enough for a large animal to get into or anything then they start to kind of look into his internet browser because they have really literally no clue where to begin looking mm-hmm. for for this. So, of course, they try looking at all the different avenues. The wife is in. She's not even conscious. She's at the hospital. They're treating her for her wounds. They talk to her sister, who really doesn't have any idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only clue they have. These people really haven't had a lot of contact with anybody recently because the dude had lost his job and she was a stay-at-home mom. So there's like no reason. They don't know why. Right. They have no motive. Right. They have no clue as to what's going on with these people. So they start looking at his internet browsing history and you're thinking, ooh, girlfriend or something weird. I mean, nope. It's totally not it. He's on a forum talking about this thing in his attic. And he's asking for advice on what it could be. So something is in his attic, even though they didn't have proof, according to his Internet browser. Well, and he's asking questions about what he can do to, like, either, you know, find it, capture it, whatever. So that's really the only clue that you have in the beginning. And, of course, as they go along, they start to find out more and more, well... The wife finally wakes up mm-hmm. and she says, oh, she doesn't remember anything. Oh, no. And then they start to find out that this guy that she had gone to high school with and had a crush on her has been living in one of these abandoned houses, sort of keeping an eye on her. Oh, stalker. Stalker. And he actually, they find out that he's actually been in the house. They find like fingerprints or um, footprint, footprint. In, in blood. So that he actually was there, was there. Oof. So, of course, you know, you're thinking all this time. Oh, yeah, it's the guy. It's the stalker guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it gets all I'm going to say is it's not what you think. Not at all. It, it really that she's very good at throwing you off the scent. Huh. It's a very unusual, uh, I, I didn't figure it out, which is good. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I like the best. Oh, yeah. But that's not why I like the book so much. I like the book so much because of the lyrical style of writing. Mm-hmm. There are a lot, a lot of times where if I had been reading a paper copy, I would have highlighted 
these passages. That's how good they were. You know, I'm just sitting there and it just gives me, you know, I get full body goose flesh from Mm -hmm. these phrases that come out of this, like the comparisons, the metaphors, all the stuff. Just so freaking brilliant. And as a matter of fact, when we went to Half Price Books today, I wanted to get a a physical copy of the book so that I could read a couple of those Mm -hmm. out to you guys because they're so good. Just the comparisons um, and and the the way that the detective looks at things. Mm -hmm. There's also a connection between, because when he was a kid, they used to come to Broken Harbor, which is what it's called in and in a like a camper. Okay, it used to be like a caravan park, is what they call it, because it's Ireland. Ireland. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, the last time that he and his family came there, his mother actually walked into the sea. She killed herself. Mm-hmm. So you know he has that connection with the place, and it takes place at Broken Harbor. Oh. And his sister is also kind of got that melancholy thing going on. And she's all whacked out all the time. And he's so he's a very he has a very troubled life and a very conflicted existence. I I don't think it would be a good detective novel if if your detective isn't just a little bit flawed. Well, we've talked about this before. You have to have a flawed character. Right. To give it that. Relatable certain thing. something right it just it, to it provides to. it provides almost see, like a of, reason for him to be that's why you didn't like louise penny because right. because the was detective too was too normal he was yeah. boring yeah and that's why i like the detective in cuckoo's calling because he was so flawed very yeah flawed and this guy's very flawed but he's flawed in a different way it's more like his family is flawed and he has those 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 deep wounds in him yeah. because of his family. Because the the beautiful and the damned, the first audiobook I listened to, F. Scott Fitzgerald has an amazing writing style. Like he has looks like the metaphors and simile yeah. things. It's awesome to listen to. His characters can't stand. Yeah, <laughs> they're so whiny and like just stuff like that. And I just couldn't get into it. Like they're too flawed. Like they're too much. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you have to have a good storyline too, and that's yeah. why the mysteries. And in particular, the murder mysteries are so good because that's the puzzle that keeps you going all the time with this flawed character at the helm. Yep, trying to figure everything out. So it's like a good combination of those two things just lock into place. And that's how Decker is in the books that I read because he he has like this total perfect recall and he has this these things that are good and they help him be a good detective. But at the same time, he can't process like sympathy anymore. Oh, yeah. And he's so really like those cold. are his flaws. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's flawed in... And he's very blunt and kind of rude sometimes <laughs> to the people. And right. he doesn't mean to be. He just says what he thinks. And he doesn't think about hmm. how it's taken Maybe by the people. Maybe that's wrong with me. Maybe it's a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is something wrong with your head. Blunt and rude. <laughs> oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> Maybe I'd make a good detective. <laughs> no. I really think that you would like... Um, what, girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we were talking about that at dinner. Girl with the dragon tattoo was very good. Oh, very so rapey, but very good. Again with the rapey guys. <laughs> but if you want, I know that the library has two copies of the audiobooks on CD. I'll have to look. Physical copies. Physical copies. Our library does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could hook you up. Is what yeah, she's saying. Yeah, we could. Gotcha. We could borrow it, and or I could borrow it and bring it to you. 
I think we probably have the actual book, too. I don't think I have the actual book at home. I think I don't remember if I do or not. I think I might. Oh, sometimes but I buy first, them and I don't remember. First, she I has have to get them. through the gold goldfinch. That's yes. true. Because that's sort of a prerequisite to be a part of the true club. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if you don't like it, don't tell me, Nicole that you didn't like it. <laughs> I have to pass to be a book girl. Yes, that's the that's the which you have the test you the have torch. to pass. Listening get like hazed or something. That is your hazing. It is a hazing. It's really it's a huge goldfinch. book. <laughs> it's very yeah. I mean like. You know, like, like a, the CDs that it's you It's a paperweight. Get. It's like two of the boxes. packs of CDs. Two boxes of CDs. Dang, that is a big book. Goldfinch. Yeah, it's How do you get started before school I mean, starts? it might take you a month or so to get it read. Yeah. But it depends it on how fast you are. It only took... Nicole and I read it just in a couple of days. Cause it's so good. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about the we're gonna Now what's going to happen is we're over-selling it, and she's going to hate it. Nobody can hate the goldfinch. I know. It's awesome. Well, let me let me finish off this. You, for once, you guys are interrupting me. <laughs> well, and we didn't bring the gun. gun yeah, I do. <laughs> so once again, the title and artist of my book, Broken Harbor by Tana French. And there are a bunch of different books in the Dublin Murder Squad. And they are all very good. The likeness in particular is very good. But Great. Broken Harbor was has pretty much I don't know if it could be my favorite I can't pick a favorite I like them all well if you're talking about PI private detective crimes I'm not going to ever find anything better than the cuckoo's calling I just you say that now I mean girl with a dragon tattoo I think was a very very close second I yeah but that wasn't really that wasn't really the same thing though that's not really a detective dude was a detective no he wasn't he was a journalist Oh, that's true. He was. Okay. Yeah. So I can like them both equally. Yes, you can. But I really liked Cuckoo's Calling. I don't know what it is because I'm and not. And isn't that funny because you would I'm have never read, person. you would have never read Cuckoo's Calling if it hadn't been for me. I know. Admit it. I know. Yes, I admit it. <laughs> you make me do things I don't want to and then I enjoy it. Yay. That makes me feel very good. <laughs> I know this has nothing to do with that, but One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's one of my favorite books. It's actually Oh, there we go. This We've got a stream of consciousness thing going here. Yeah, we're just keep talking mm-hmm. about books. Yeah. One. Loved One Like I've Ken seen bits and pieces of the movie, and I like almost don't want to watch the whole movie because I like the book so much. Yeah, it's very different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what's, um, what's One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? What's that about? A guy who's in an insane asylum, and he gets like electroshock therapy by the mean nurse. He, he, he should... He really shouldn't be in an insane asylum. He sort of got put there so he wouldn't have to be in the prison work fields. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like he cheats his way out of prison. Into here, and then, like, the big nurse is mean, and... She, by, instead of like actually treating them, she keeps them in line and by using them. the shock therapy. Over-medicates them. And, yeah, that's how know, she keeps them in line. Basically, the things you hear about being true in... Insane asylums back then, and yeah. even today, yeah, to a certain extent, surgeries stuff like that. You know what book I might try to read, which is like supposed to be one of the classics or whatever. What is the Grapes of Wrath? The Grapes of Wrath was very good, depressing as hell. Yeah, I've, I've heard mixed stories. I've started it, and it's just kind of hard to get into because mm. it's slow. Well, if it just tells a story, I don't mind if it moves slow so long as it builds. And it's, I was looking at books today at work while I was working. (laughs) 
It's okay. I spent like an hour trying to get this because we've listened to over half of it on the way back from Colorado. I had like three parts left, so I got it from on overdrive mm-hmm. and spent like an hour trying to get it to download at work and i was like come on i know I our internet know. is so slow <laughs> i just have three parts left well they took away our wireless internet so in the inside the building you don't get that much of a signal why would they do that so you couldn't listen to books at work what kind know. of idiots are they well it's- just download them at home it yeah, builds productivity, don't they know that? Well, right, because if I'm listening to a book, I'm actually working and not looking at books on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like had a big pile of stuff on my desk this morning. I didn't even know where to start, so I was like, I need an audiobook, and then it wouldn't download, so I just sat there doing nothing. <laughs> Until it downloaded. To get it to download. I need something to do while I'm doing all of this crap on my desk. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. gone for a week was not Anyways, bad. I pulled up greatest historical fictions of all times. And that's one of the ones that was on it. Mm-hmm. Well, you should read it. So you should read it. I have it on hold yeah. at the Metropolitan Library. So when that comes in, let me know. I will. Because you'll get the email, not me. Yeah. Sweet. I have the grapes for Like a, like a the physical book, copy? A hard copy? Yeah. yeah, we hardly ever read hard copies anymore. Well, I'm already reading two hard copy books. I'm reading an uh, Anne Rice book right now, and I'm reading... Which one? Um, the Claiming of... Sleeping Beauty. Oh, that's right. Which the is, smut book. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, that's for the smut version. We've got you one of those coming up. We've got uh, one of the girls. We keep, we've been teasing this for the what, four months version? now? What's the smut, smut. version? Uh, it basically, we were going to, because. Oh, like dirty books? W- yeah. Because yeah. okay. one of the girls in the office, um, I was talking to her and I asked her if she liked to read and she said, yes, I love to read, but I like dirty books. Like a bodice ripper? Is that yeah, what we're talking she likes, about? She yeah. likes Fifty Shades of Grey. And, and I'm like, well, I I don't think I've ever met anybody who likes Fifty Shades of Grey. Maybe you'll have to come on and tell us why you like it and we will mock you and make fun of you for it. She's but like, you can cool. Con- but she can convince us so, what was good about the book. I like, I never even tried to read that because I was in high school like my junior year. Yeah, she's or, a young end. Yeah. She's like yeah. Nicole. I'm in she's high school and my friends would all bring it to class and they'd be like, yeah, listen to this part. And she reads me this part and I was like, what is wrong with this person? Why are they doing those things? That's not fun for anybody. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, maybe you should start with a, we'll see, just our, a bodice stretcher. <laughs> but, well, what we tried to do is, we, our, the, the aim here was to show Giselle that... There are literary examples of good smut. Yeah. But I don't see... So if you get to compare the two, which one do you pick? But I don't think that The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty, it isn't that erotic to me because it's just, there's too much. It's not kinky enough for Bonnie. No, no, there's too much (laughs) kink. It is way more kink than is ever necessary, ever in my train of thought. <laughs> well, it is extremely, uh, it's genre oriented. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it is. in that world of, we'll, we'll talk about that later. We can't go on about this. We have to wait for Giselle. I know, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. You're Eventually she's getting on the train with me. She has four children. So she's, she's, it's very difficult to get her on a night off. Right. Yeah, it is. So we're, we're eventually going to get her. By that time, Bonnie will have finished The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty. Oh, I'm almost done with one. it now. It's not a very long book. And I've got uh, several examples of smut. For me. We'll see if we can <laughs> we can find yes. one for you that's, smut. Smut. that's a little, that's risque, but not quite I mean, quite you could go for, you, you could, somebody could pick up Lady Chatterley's Lover, which is a historical Smut book, which was very, very good. Mm -hmm. 
you know, very it, very ahead of its time. Is it like S and M's? No, 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 no. Very right. vanilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Maybe even chocolate chip, but she's or not like, ready for Rocky Road. Or like uh, some, no, no, no. Some, some no. ginger, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little strawberry. ginger. Some strawberry. <laughs> oh, yeah. She says playing with the red hair. Yes. <laughs> she's got that flaming red hair. <sighs> so, all right. Uh, what, what are we doing next week? We may still be Nicolas. She's going through a rough time, so we're going to give her all the time she needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just had a heck of a. She summer. just really has. She she's really had a lot has of stuff go of on, and we'll we'll hang in there for as long as we can with her, and she can come back whenever she feels that she can get back here. But we have Jessica. Yes, and Je- maybe when she's ready to come on, we can have all four of us on at one time. Mm-hmm. That'd be then super. You can meet Nicole. Yeah, then you can meet Nicole. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple of other guests up my sleeves. I've got Maggie. She is the girl who filled in for me on vacation. She reads. So she's, she has said she might come in. Fun. So, And I'll just have to say next week I'm going to review a book that is also one that is out of my genre. Really? It is not a historical Boy, she fiction. is stretching her wings out, isn't she? That was suggested by somebody at work because they heard me talking about how I like to read books. Whoa. Yeah. Don't you Emily. love it when Emily. that happens? Emily. Mm-hmm. Of all oh, people, wow. Emily, yeah. yeah. I didn't peg her for much of a reader, but... I know. She... I told her about the book I was reading today. She goes, that sounds really good. Someone should make that into a movie so I can watch it. That's what you told me today. <laughs> can you say shallow? <laughs> Sorry, no, that wasn't she's, very nice. She's sweet. She's I love Emily. Sweet. I'm just kidding, Emily. Emily, is it? Emily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kidding, Emily. Sort of. And she said she might read this book that I'm going to review after I read it and told her what she thought because she had a friend who read it too. Oh, ah, so sweet. Okay. Well, everybody have a lovely uh, Monday evening. Yeah, we, we're we're doing this on a Monday, so I'm I'm a little out of whack here. It's way out of whack. It's yeah. strange. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to run home real quick and edit it so I can get it up online tonight. Yes. Okay. I guess that's going to do it for. Three Three Book book girls. Girls.